Zane Lowe, Apple Music. Hey, what's up? It's Zane. It's time for another conversation on the interview series, this time with the enigmatic and very interesting artist from the UK called Slow Tie just landed on the scene with a huge thud. You know, his live performances and his music combined perfectly in a very short amount of time and got everyone's attention quick, fast. He's an eccentric artist, you know, but then art and eccentricity have a long history together. You know, you can take what's unique about your experience and make it universal to me, but it doesn't necessarily mean you separate yourself from those unique experiences. And often they show up in lots of different ways. Sometimes they're easily understood and sometimes they just defy conventional logic and at worst can make it uncomfortable to witness. That certainly happened on a well-documented night during an award ceremony in the United Kingdom when for one reason or another, and I don't know what was going on in the night, I don't know what unique chemistry of circumstances came together to prompt this behavior, but slow I found him on stage acting in what no one could doubt was a, an ill-advised and an inappropriate manner. And what happens is then you wake up the next day and you're left with that situation. You have to figure out where there is to go from there. And that's where we find him today. As an artist, somebody in process and ready to address it head on in a song called Cancelled with Skepta. He does that. His story is very interesting. I've never had a chance to speak to him until now and we didn't waste any time. This is a conversation I had with Slow Tie. Waited for this one. Been waiting for this conversation. My for a minute. guy. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> wow. You know, as if Mazarine wasn't enough, now we have this track. And what's really crazy <laughs> for me is that you've come back so strong and you've and you've really leaned into sound design and a feeling across your music this time. It's all very connected. And the beats and the drums are very, very top level, like right top tier shit. Tell us a little bit about how this album came to take shape in your mind so you knew that you could stay on the line and finish the body of work. You know what I mean? And stick, stay true to it. Yeah, I know. it's kind of, I don't know, being in a weird headspace, I suppose. Like, I was dealing with my, with my mental health quite a bit and I was just uh, thinking about it. I think quite a lot on anything I do. I'm constantly thinking, so... It's just natural, man. You just got to think, yo. And when you're when you're trying to come back harder than the last, or come yeah. back after some controversy and that, you just got to slap them up, in it, like let them know, like yeah, this yeah. is what's happening. But only after you've done the work, right? First, you've got to take a good long yeah. look at yourself before you can turn the attention back on the world and present your work. How was that when yeah, you stepped yeah. away and decided, you know what? I, I need to come back stronger within myself before I can come back stronger within my music. Well, I don't, I've always been about trying to like eliminate all the bad things within myself and like change my character in a way where just carry myself in the right way. Like if I had kids in the future or whatever, I don't want to leave like something just negative negative memories of me or something i want people to especially my family as well so just taking a good look at myself and it's like when you look in the mirror every day and you wake up and you get dressed or whatever how are you feeling and sometimes we all have them days where we feel down and like things in our life might not be going the right way and then it's just about how can i change this up and once you like hash it out it's like being a blacksmith you got to hammer out all the kinks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And get it smooth. And then it comes out some polished, finished 
Alright, cool. But I still got a long way to go, man. We're just getting warmed up. We all do. It's, yeah. it, it, it never ends. That's the point. The point is, it's is everyone's work in progress, but you need to do the work. It's it's discipline. It requires discipline, and yeah. people can't be disciplined all the time. But in that moment when you know that you're not being disciplined, that you've caught yourself in a in a microscopic moment in life where the energy overtakes and your judgment lack, it lets you down and you find yourself being something that the next day you don't like. How does that feel in the moment? Because your energy defines you, bro. Like when you hit the stage and when you do shit, people know that there's unpredictability to it. Yeah. But it sounds like even you get caught off guard by, by your own unpredictability that you can't even control it sometimes. Yeah, I think, but that's in a zoom and it's like, but when you get so caught up in it and it's a consistent thing where you're just, it's like the endorphins in your head. You're constantly chasing that high of that high energy. So, like, it's when you're too caught up in it, man, lost in the sources, Gucci would say. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like learn to turn it on and off. And when's the right place? When's the right time? And it's like just not getting too yeah carried away, man. And sometimes you just gotta take a big look and like take a deep breath and be like, yo calm down like yeah because the thing at the end of the day right like you go and you you present your music and your art as a genuine expression of how you feel in that moment in time and then we absorb it and we paint a picture of you that is that could be completely off yeah, yeah because yeah. all of a sudden we assess who we think you are based on the way you make us feel wow slow tie he's crazy the energy the kind of way he performs who he is unpredictable da, 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 da. i have no idea if that's who you are are there moments <laughs> when it's difficult because you feel like your audience expects something else of you than what you truly are at that moment and even you get caught up in it it's more so what I expect. Like I like you're living up to like this thing and then you just get caught in the moment, man. Like just it's too easy to slip slip into it and like you just gotta rein it in. It's that like one of them things. If you don't grab hold of the reins, yeah, you're getting dragged along. It's that like I'm an autopilot in my own life sometimes and I'm like I've gotta be more present in the moment and like aware. There's self-awareness, man. And, like, the moment you lose that, you start going crazy. Like, it's like you're indestructible or something. Like, yeah. Or your anxiety takes hold because you can't predict the outcome. And so in order to predict the outcome, yeah, you self-sabotage, yeah. right? Because it's like, well, I know what I know. If I, if I fuck this moment up, I'm totally in control. I did it. Yeah, and it's like that thing, that self-destruct. Your finger is always hovering over self-destruct. You're like... No, yeah, that press is that that itching like in Dexter's laboratory when his sister's there, and it's like don't press the red button, <laughs> and it's a uh, bam. I always just got that in my head, and I'm like, ah, oh, it might be alright to just press it. I'm gonna press it, and then you press it, and everything's just <laughs> like this is the end. <laughs> this is it. Let's talk about the importance of music in relation to helping you grow and better understand yourself. Let's ignore what we learn from you and how we apply it to ourselves, but what it means to you to be an artist and how important that has been in, in, you, in you finding equilibrium and staying centered to be a person. I struggle like, with articulating myself and like, say expressing myself any other way, even to like just being completely honest with myself because we always want to make us like feel good about what we're doing and even when something seems bad you try and 
I always try and find the positive. But then when I put it into music and I really focused it, it lets me put it in a way that I wouldn't have put it before. And then I can reflect on it and really think, oh, that's how you're going on. And it might not even be at that specific time. It could be I make the song and then be it a month, a year, however long later, it kind of captures the exact moment at that time and what your subconscious is trying to tell you, really. You know what I mean? So it's like the conversation with myself, it's my therapy, man. I tried... I tried James, James Blake actually put me in touch with a therapist at Gloria and and yeah, she's a lovely, amazing person, but that's not for me. And I know that that's not my avenue of expression. And then my music is the one thing, man. It's the one thing that even when everyone was, it felt like everyone was against me in my life or nothing was going right. Is the one thing I could channel my energy into and kind of get lost in it. And then it's a big relief, breath of relief, and like breath of fresh air as well. And then at the end, you're like, boy, you made something that's hard. You got rid of that anger because I used to be mad angry all the time. As a kid, you felt that anger. It was There was a rage in you, yeah. Yeah, just like, just while out at the littlest of things, just temp. my temperament was a bit sketchy. I just was a bit like, quick, boom, snap. But now... Was that tough? Was that tough on your family? Was that tough on your family and on your friends and stuff when you were growing up? Because, you know, listen, we we all live in a world of unconditional love when it comes to family and friends. We make that yeah. commitment when we decide to extend out and evolve. But when, you know, you come out and, and, and you're wired different and the way you react is different and you've got to learn those things, but you've got to learn it under the tutelage of those people that are there to raise you. How was that relationship between you and your parents as a kid before you discovered music and were able to be self-aware to your point? Like with my mom, my mom was always understanding. Like she was always kind of like, you young like you like seeing where we come from and like stuff I've seen in my life it's on it's kind of understandable but at the same time she was always trying to help and push me in the direction of like do this but also do what you want to do you know what I mean but like you can't react like that and it's her being so young she's kind of understanding of like my temperament and when I was young how volatile I'll be in like losing people in my life like that just would twist my head and then yeah she just let me get on with it but also nudge me like come on as a friend rather than a parent you know so I always had the support I obviously had like my other family that was always that pressing me and stuff but what do you mean by your other family just like my uncles or my nan and like my nan just like family, other, like my mom's my my best friend. My mom's my best friend. She's my mom. All, all rolled into one. So like, I've always been tight with her. I've always had that connection. But everyone else, I kind of distanced myself from them. And they would always be like, trying to guide me. And I'd be like, I got this. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I ain't listening to that. Why am I going to listen to it? Like, you know, it's one of them as well. When people, and I, I'm like, I know I look back, I wish I wasn't like that. But when people have made something and they don't have an understanding, I always felt like, how can you tell me anything if these are the ways you'll be? It's that hip, you're a bit hypocritical. Like a hypocrisy. Hip- yeah, 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 you're a hypocrite. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't tell me shit. Like, I'm doing my thing. And then 
Well, it's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's a blanket of protection because, because even if you feel like, okay, I'm not living my best life right now, for sure. Like I know that there are areas in my life I need to improve in time, but there are people who are trying to give you advice and they're not necessarily buttoned up the way that you feel they should be. That is a, that is a, that is a cloak of protection that just gives you further incentive to keep living the way you are. That just reinforces yeah. that behavior is what it does. And then, and then we're like, hey, so then it's like one of them things. Everyone always like, oh, you should get a trade or, oh, you shouldn't be with them people. And I'm like, yo, these experiences, even though there's things I'm like, nah, I wish it didn't go that way. They molded me and shaped me to the way where I believed enough to follow this thing and like put all my time into music. I never believed I could work an office job. I never believed I could become a multimillionaire from doing some dumb stuff you know what i mean i was like that's not me i know i'm never gonna do that but this like this thing can help me and help my family and in time like do something good for a change rather than just being in this negative headspace surrounded by negative people you know what i mean yeah. the one thing it was the one thing i had like out of anything the one thing i just it's my love you know what i mean that's it i can hear it we can all hear it that's why it's happening that's why people love your music it's it comes from a genuine real place honest or otherwise this song that we've you put out with skeptics on cancelled very directly kind of talks about the about from what i got from this thing to it the ability to be able to restore the narrative within your own life uh to not feel like your life is out of control and is taken by other people and decisions are made that, that you can't be across but if you accept responsibility and accept that today you're going to do the best you can to be the best version of yourself today then what are you canceling and so i want to know kind of how this song came to exist and how you found the courage to write it because when you're in a position where you feel the world's against you it's hard to be brave. It feels like a weight, I'm sure. You know, yeah, 100% you feel like it's weighing down. It was, I was on shrooms, right? <laughs> I took, I went to studio. <laughs> Did you pick them? Was, uh, Did you pick them or did you buy them? Nah, nah, nah. We used to, we used to go and pick them, like, you know, where the cow, all the cows were and stuff. We used to go and get You never know what cats. you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Nah, yeah, I feel like we had, I don't know, maybe not, maybe. <laughs> Dude, if you're out picking them, if you're out picking them, man, you could end up in the Wonka factory or the asylum. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you got to go crazy to realize how crazy the world is, you know what I mean? You got to see it. <laughs> okay. It's all, it's all, man. But I was at studio playing tunes. Linked a couple of my boys. Then on shrooms in the studio on shrooms. Yeah, yeah, we was on shrooms. It's like you gotta refresh the mind sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And like, it gives you an insight into yourself. I'm not here to preach. That listen, anyway. listen, and I'm not here to try to coax. But I'm just gonna add that you know, if you're gonna take mushrooms as a consenting adult in a situation aware of the risks, then there's worse places than to be in the studio. Yeah, yeah. better that than be out there doing some other dumb shit. Yeah, but if you're if you're just lying in a field, it's nice. But sure, there are astrological benefits to taking mushrooms. I'm sure. But let, let's talk You'll about be the. Like, Whoa, there's a Ryan's belt. Yeah, <laughs> you can see a Ryan's belt when you're not on mushrooms. <laughs> Just FYI, it's not like a Ryan's belt magically appears when you're on mushrooms. <laughs> It's so much more beautiful. Look at the, man, the moon. The, it's like, bro, I can yeah. see the moon and I'm not on my It's big. It seems so much more substantial than it did. 
All right, all right. You're in the studio. You're in the studio. So we're there. I'm with a couple boys, my engineer and Quez. Quez who produced the cancelled. And we went linked um Rocky was in London. Went linked to him, linked my boy Bladdy, all the org lot. Skip was there and that we was all chilling, having a laugh, but we're in like a residential building, so we can't bang the music. So we're setting up all the speakers and stuff just to like have a little session. Little tutu, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sitting down and I'm just like in a negative place. Like I was being negative, you know, when there's just that one bad apple in the room and yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. just letting off the vibe. Energy's off. Yeah, energy's off unless I everybody like everyone like, and I, you're going through it at this point as well you're in a situation where you're feeling the negative energy of society that's wearing weighing down on you based on what you know what's gone down yeah it's in my head it's just in the back of my mind and i'm like as much i'm one of them people i can push stuff to the side but it was just weighing on me and then skip he could see he could see that i was going through it he's got a song called going through it that helped me but it's that Yo, man, this isn't your defining moment. Like, is that because he's a larger than life character, Skip? He's like yeah, the best. Amazing. He's my big bro. And he's like, this isn't your defining moment, you know? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, this isn't happening. Like, come on. And it's like he basically grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and lifted me out of that place. And then we're there. Crash, Samo, and um, Quez start just making this beat. Mm. And I remember there's like the two, there's so many, there's like three sections on the beat. And it was like, none of us wanted to go on the first bit. But then Skip was coming like, he's like, yo, what we should be like, we should come like this. This is that, this is how we go about it. Yeah. And like, he's forming the Voltron. He's forming the Voltron. He's putting the whole group together. Yeah. He's like, boom, like, come on, like, and we're going, like, bouncing ideas. And it's like, we didn't write. We didn't write none of it. We're just saying lines. Boom, boom, boom. And this is what we should say. And we should say that. Da, 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 da. And then just patterned it. And I recorded it. We had to record it mad low. And this is mid. I'm tripping out. Like, <laughs> like tripping. Yeah. But it's such a vibe. I'm with my boys. We're having a good time. We're there. Rocky fell asleep. And then we're like there. And it was like, got to like 6 a.m., and the shrooms were starting to wear off. We were all tired. Skip must have dropped seat. Rocky woke up and he actually laid the verse on this, yeah? He laid the verse. But it, I just wanted this to be the part two of me and Skip. Wow. I feel like it was important for the journey we yeah. had, especially with the conversation. Yeah, that. especially because he he's the one who kickstarted the whole thing. And I mean, that's a very important statement to make to somebody who's going through pain. This is not your defining yeah, yeah. moment. That is a powerful statement. And so that, it, them words and it's like rings true in my head today like every time I have a moment I'm like wow. I think back to something it's this ain't your defining moment wow. it's like the shaman and he's like guiding me through this spirit world but I'm like it's not it's not it's not and then bam the energies were just there everything aligned even though we had to play the tune mad low and I remember being like, yo. That's even better sometimes because you get drawn into the creative process in a really detailed, really invested way. You know, how, the amount of times I've been in the studio and I've been working on tracks and the engineers had it bumped up so loud. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just think it's the hottest shit of all time. And then I get in the car and it's on like a more moderate volume. And I'm like, this stuff does not slap. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. This is not it. Yeah. And you're like, what have I been doing the last six hours? <laughs> like, but this one was that revitalization. And then we went and had some like breakfast, avocado and toast. 
and that <laughs> like a Tarantino movie. Back to, <laughs> yeah, that serious, just chilling out. It was a vibe. So you've come back stronger, man. You've come back stronger with this music, which is, which is like I said at the very beginning of our conversation, it's really focused. And it feels to me like you're leaning into what you know is, is your differentiators. Like, hmm, let, me, let me create things that are personality driven. Let me lean into performance. Let me bury the subject matter in a way that draws you in. Like all these really cool little yeah, Easter eggs yeah. you put into sh- you know what I mean? And it just feels very yeah. direct. Like what have you been reading, absorbing? How did you put this yourself back together? How did you draw inspiration from other areas rather than just inward? I was reading The Descent of Man, which is like um, about basically just about toxic masculinity. And it's uh, the book, it's just for ironic, that like really the irony of everything. I, re- I went back and read The Streets that Mike's going to always sticks at. He's someone I really rate. And I went back and just read the book and then had the audio book on at the same time. And then like 48 Laws of Power and all just that, just random little things. There's this other book where my friend's dad gave me the original print and I can't remember the name. It's like killing me. But I was reading I was reading that quite a bit. But I'm like the master of starting something and never finishing yeah, it. Too. That's that uh, my that's what I'm trying to stop now. Cause I'll start one book, get into it, and I'll be like, yeah, and then I'll chill for a day and then I'll be like, oh, let me just pick this new one. I'm up. The same. I'm reading four books right now. It's really annoying. When you get given a, a, an original print by a friend's father, when somebody decides that they want to share something with you because they think you'll benefit from it, that's an act of love. Yeah, 100%. And an act of support. And when you're at your lowest point at, at that moment, when you feel no one loves you because you don't love yourself, right? Which is kind of probably how you felt the next day, right? After the NME Awards, you're like, no one's going to love me anymore because I don't love myself. What a shit situation. Yeah, yeah. How does love make you feel? When you get that in return, you realize yeah. there are people that really care about you and want what's best for you. How does it make you feel? It's a blessing. But at the same time, when you kind of, it first starts coming, you like kind of put that shield on. Like you don't right. want the vulnerability. So you're kind of like standoffish and it's like, I don't want to talk to anyone. But the more you like open up to it, it's a beautiful thing, man, for people to take time out of their day and like really try and pass their knowledge on or guide you in some kind of way. There's nothing but appreciation. Like I just, now I just wish I can do more for them. Well, that's what I was, my next question was going to be like, how do you translate that gesture that you receive into something that you can provide? Like, do you feel like you're getting better at that? Do you feel like a loving person? You know what I mean? Like, do you share and do you give that back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's why everyone I'm with is uh, friends and family. They're, it's unconditional. But that's like, on the album, I got this last song, ADHD. And that's all about that, just telling people how much they mean. Because it's like, you miss the moment. So it's like, the thing, like... I just got to give more time and like more conversation and be more present when people are like talking. Cause sometimes you can just be saying, yeah, nodding and like you take it in, but it's not like a focus and you don't give them reciprocate. You're not respecting the process. That's right. Conversation is is a gift and it requires respect. I'm the same, by the way, I let my mind drift too often. And when I say, sorry, what did you say? I feel like a dick. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then you're like, Oh no. (laughs) And then it was that something and you, 
like later on you might remember the point and what they're saying and points to the conversation and you're like this was something I needed to hear yeah. in that moment. Well, that's the other thing. I have this fear because I, because I, because I, obsessive compulsive disorder is to some degree how a lot of my anxiety manifests itself. And so I have this thing where, you know, someone will say something to me and if I don't pick it up, a lot of people will just move on and carry on with the conversation. I'll never think twice. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I miss it, I've got to go back. I've, I've got to, what did you say in case, because in my head, I feel like, my God, there's, there's something in there that's going to change my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Time, most of the time. Yeah, 100%. I'm the same, man. And it's like, I'll keep, and someone will be like, it don't matter. And you're like... No, it really, really matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me. And it's like, what? And they have, everyone has a joke, a running joke. It's like, I'm constantly... They'll be talking and I'll be like, what? Like, I'll be in the conversation and I'll just go, what? And they're like, yo, let you... Nah, I'm not doing this again. And I'm like, nah, man, come. you got to tell me. Like, what? What, what? what is it? What is it? And then I get kind of... I'm like, I need to know, man. Yeah, and they're, Eventually, they'll go back to it, but you gotta just—it's hard, man. It's hard to do. You know, it's hard to let go. It's just hard to let go. Like you said at the beginning of the conversation, you really analyze things and you really go through your process in a very sort of micro and detail kind of way. And it's—it's hard to let go because that's good if you're creative and you want to get to the point where you're able to see it through to the best possible result. Fantastic. But if when it starts to bleed into your life. Where you can't let go of of things that that are getting in the way of progress, that's when it gets too much, right? That's where it's like, how do I let go of that? And you like most time, even when you you think you've let go of it, it's in the back of your head <laughs> at all times. Come back, come back here <laughs> with me. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, don't you don't forget about me. I'm right here at all times. Yeah, I'm right. It's that that voice. I'm right here, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> I thought you was gone, man. Come on, man. Like, give me a break or something. How do you get a break? How do you, how do you relax? Can you relax? Is it, is it weed, is it drugs, is it, is it distractions, is it reading, is it meditation? What is it? Music. Music's my, my thing. Yeah, that's like out of everything. I could say all that weed, but like that has its own things. It's like you're just, for that minute, you're like numbing it for a second and you're monging out and not thinking. But then sometimes my mind is overactive and I'm just going crazy. So music's the one time I can really focus and like, I know, yo, this is what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter if there's 20 people in the room, 10, it's like me and the beat. And that's all I need. Like, yeah, I don't like, I'm one of them people as well. I hate getting in the booth. So I love like, writing and i love doing it over and over again but then when it comes to the time to laying it down i'm like life why because <laughs> the stakes are too high because you just not you don't feel you're gonna get it right yeah i just feel like i don't know i'm like i'm not hitting it the way because in my head we all have that thing where we see it and hear it one way and like then when you're you're not delivering it but then you're self-critical so you're like being extra critical on it and then everyone will be like that's the hardest thing ever and you're like I can do it better. So it'll be like every song is like a thousand takes. Oh, that's torturous. And when the mad, and, but here's the maddest thing. And this is the biggest compliment I can give you when it comes to your performance on record thus far is when I hear your music, 
It sounds like you've just got in and caught lightning in a bottle. That this, you just grab this thing out of thin air and it's just, it lands. Like when I heard Maza for the first time, I was like, wow, that guy just caught inspiration in one go and it was done, right? Take it back to my old ways. I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like he did it in one. And now you're telling me there's like a thousand Pro Tools tracks. <laughs> that's just torturous. No, 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 no. Like, that's that. And that's the problem because you do all them and it's the first, it's it's always the, the first, first take. Always. The first take is that, and yeah. You got everyone's like, oh, like going through them. And it's like, I'm like, oh, that one's actually the one. And they're like, yeah, that we was telling you this like two hours ago when you was like trying to do all this. And I'm like, I'll be like, that one's hard. What one's that? And they're like, that's the, that's number one. And I'm like, you know. Typical. We got right. I'm sorry. But Maza, Maza was that one of them. We made the beat and it came like straight away. I was like, boom, the the word just was there, Mazaim, Mazaim. And I was saying it, grabbing someone, like shaking him around the room. And he's going, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, not he's not very energetic with anything. He's just like, yeah, man. And I'm like, come on, record it, record it. And he's like, I'm going as quick as I can. I'm like, faster, I'm going to forget it. And then it was like, boom. <clears throat> what does it mean to you? When you came up with it, what is it referring to to you? What does it mean? It's a mad thing, like, just, like, looking back at everything. And it's like, that's why that line feels to revert to the old ways, because it's like, where am I at this point? Like, it's a madness that we're here, and, like, this is going on. And just, like, reflecting on how life's changed and how blessed it is, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but at the same time, being that. like, it's all got ups and downs. So then it's like, yo, I want to go. I feel like going back to being on a mad thing, people were, like, taking me for an idiot you know what i'm saying like i need to get back on this madness and then it's like trying to grow you know what i'm saying yeah. like up and down it's like that thing you're arguing i'm arguing myself on that song like i'm just constantly saying that like, feeling like these drugs made me better than i was but i never felt love before the drugs and like that's true are you having a conversation with yourself from a position of power though and that's what's mad about it is it's like okay i can actually self-reflect at this moment and i can get some distance and altitude here i agree that's what i heard in it man i was like wow there's two slow ties talking here yeah that's that and i hate to put it in that context because it's like ah oh, you sound like you've got some split personality or so we all have like, multiple sides of ourselves that show themselves in lots of different ways and everyone has different names for them and depending on how excessive they are depends on whether they're considered to be on the spectrum but trust me man everybody is splintered everybody yeah i think it is what it is yeah i believe so too that's why i feel like we can all relate to it in it but yes. like people just want to hide from themselves most of the time kind of up to it you know what I really love about Rocky is that he moves so deliberate. Him and John and that whole team and the ASAP mob, they don't really align with anyone that they don't feel is really sort of dialed into who they are on a, on a multi, multiple levels, like from stylistic and aesthetic to holistic and spiritual. The whole thing feels very deep when you think about ASAP and they don't come out unless it's real. It is a real movement. You know, so hearing you and Rocky on this track sounds so engaged. Rocky never dials it in but it definitely feels like you and him are bros. And that's what's so authentic about it. What have you gotten out of, out of getting to know him and associating with him? You know, I love John. I love the whole team. How's it been? It's been a vibe. Like, I don't know. Like at first I met him, he come to the show and I remember him, it was like one of my first LA shows. And I was like, what the f I was so high. I was in, <laughs> in the green room and me and Quiz were like lying down. I see him like he's in and crash. He was the, he was supporting me and he produced a lot of this record. He produced Cancelled and then 
he's there chatting, and I'm like, oh, what the f-? And I'm kind of tapping quiz, going, oh, no. <laughs> why is he here? Like, but I've rated Rocky for time. And then he come, but I'm like one of them people, I'm too stubborn to go over and go, yo, man, like, so, you know what I mean? So, you're the fan in the shadows man they're, they're the yeah, most annoying yeah. the ones that are quietly freaking out but don't want to go up there and jock i guess it's i guess it's cool no one wants to jock right i mean at the end of the day it's like yeah yeah no i'm like he's chilling man i ain't trying to be all that like oh you know what i'm saying he is that every day like when we talk we talk he come over and he was like yo man your album's hard and i was like what <laughs> i was thinking how the f*** did you hear my album? I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah, man, your videos and everything's crazy. From that point, I just chatted and he stayed and he was there for the whole show, linking up, going to He's like, yo, I want you here when he, like, he was working on his thing. Go on, working with him, just chilling, just catching vibes. And him just giving, like, just being real, man. Like, just being like, yo, this, and just vibe like that, or like tunes I'm recording, and he's like, that same thing, like, that one's the one, and I'm like, nah, man, I can do it again, and he's like, nah, bro, just do this, uh, and chilling, and like, we went to the crib, like, in LA, and I remember we was looking over LA, and he's just like, just giving me little bits of guidance. I hear that about him, I hear that he's generous with his observations, and that's what I really appreciate when I hear those stories. And he's pretty boy flacco, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, he's, he's the charismatron. He's the charismatron. Yeah. It's a, it's a G, like, he's a G. And I'm thankful to meet him. I'm thankful to meet everyone I've met on my journey, man. They all, in their own ways, have helped me, albeit little phone conversations here and there, <laughs> and you're just like, just helping you through, you know what I mean? Especially after that time, he was someone that still, like, believed in it that like I believed in me and it was that's a blessing to have people like that you talked about Mike Mike Skinner you know there's before and after Mike and that's a fact yeah. you know when I started recollecting my vinyl because it spread all over the world and I was like I just need to start slowly recollecting my vinyl right rather than call my friends up and ask them to like FedEx it to me I was like I'll start recollecting so yeah, yeah, you yeah. know original pirate material was like straight out the gate I just went to Amoeba online and just downloaded that on vinyl right so I had to have it and so you know for, for, for me as an, as an artist there's, there was what life was before him and then there was life after him and, and what's amazing is that there's still this tale this really long tale because he's continuing to make incredible music but there's this huge tale of influence that an artist like you will sit there and go like Mike is a satellite beacon for me years after he first came out, nearly 20 years after he first came out. Yeah, and that's like what's great because I remember my, my mom and my stepdad, yeah, my stepdad was a bit of a geezer, a lad, you know what I mean? And that he always had it on, just banging it. And like at that point in time, I was too young to really be focusing on, like, I'd listen to the music and like it, but I wouldn't be focused on what he's saying and how it's capturing where we live, like, is from the Midlands as well. Right. And it's the whole thing, the cover, it was the flats and, like, the lighter. Yeah. And, like, the clipper lighter and that, yeah. As, honestly, I remember sitting on the kitchen side just looking at it, just thinking, this is crazy. Like, this is actually crazy. Then go on barbershop and the video is always on. You'd, it'd always be on, especially in the UK, like, you're fit, but you know it and all that. I'd be like, yo, this this is it. And that like, his whole aesthetic, it just captured what Britain's like, the UK is like in a hundred. And 
you know what else he did as well as well is that he he said it all on the inner sleeve of of original pirate material you know all the people who broke up with me beat me up all that stuff of being an outcast of feeling misunderstood like society doesn't get me my peer group don't get me girls don't get me or guys don't get me depending if you're a female in the space all that stuff just wrapped up into this big sort of like like you juice that he would drink on this record like do you know what yeah. i mean like i'm gonna take it out in my music and i think that speaks to artists because there, there's a there's a significant co- commonality within the artistic spirit that there's something that's fractured or misunderstood that, that i'm not understood in society or in my family or in my home or wherever else i gotta find a place where i'm understood right yeah 100 percent. and it's uh finding that place where you fit you know i, mean, I think we all like at the beginning, until you get used to being not fitting, until you're like, yo, I'm just doing my thing. It's like you search for your pocket, and it you're constantly searching for, yo, who, am I right here? Is this right for me? Like, and even when you feel like you meet people that you connect with, you're like, nah, man, they don't care. And then you go back, you gotta go back to the because you're not board. ready to take the to take your dukes. You're not ready to take the fist down because you need that energy to get your shit done, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the moment you're like. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm just doing it. And it, it works, man. Like, you just got to just face it. Face the fact that, yo, no one, maybe no one will ever get me. You know what I'm saying? But music's the one where I can get it out there to other people that feel exactly as I do. But he's like a weird, he's such a weird egg, man. When you meet him, he's like, I don't know. I do. He's got a great corner eye on him, man. He's got a great corner eye on him. It's like he sees, he's seeing around the corner of the conversation, of the relationship, of everything. He's looking around the corner at it. Yeah, he's analyzing. He's analyzing and he's in, he's really, he's really taking it in. He's absorbing it and watching it. And for sure he is. Like I've had too many conversations with him where I feel like he already knows where I'm at before I've even thought, you know, yeah, got my thoughts, my, my actual thoughts here. Who else is on the album? Who else is on Tyrant? Um, Deb Never, mm-hmm. Dominic Fike, and Denzel Curry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, James, and obviously James and Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been great watching you and James connect as well because the thing about James is that um, people underestimate his ability to create weight. They think James is some kind of like musical prodigy who makes this beautiful music that can sit in the background or draw you into this emotion, but James makes heavy sh- heavy beats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got Hard. like at least at least 30 beats from him. Nah, just on it. But I'm like, want to do it. I'm so ready to do them, but it's just got to be, I want to, I don't want to say the, I want to go on them correct. And it's got to touch the right nerve. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, he's just hard as a producer. Like that's what people forget that he come from like a electronic background. Like as much as he can play and sing and he's like he's got the voice of an angel and he can play with the soul you know what i mean his heart's in it but his beats i know you don't i don't think anyone that everyone underestimates him as a producer but when you see even his credits man the people he's working with and who he's worked with i was speaking to him the other day and he was like yeah i was in he was in studio with this person and that person i'm like bloody yeah like yeah he's like yeah yeah, this tune is hard. It is just that showing me stuff and saying this. And I'm like, what the... I just can't imagine him in, like, some of these people that are hood. 
they're like real from the hood. Yeah. And he's like, James is just like, yo, man. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I think maybe you should share this. Music is the universal language, right? It's the great unifier, no matter where you're from or what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you make something that moves it's somebody. It's the connector. It's the great connector, right? That's why whenever anybody out here, like fans of whatever, whenever we think we have someone, whenever we think we have a great figured out, a great will always find a way to completely dismantle that and do something that, that, that shows something new and a different side. That's why I'm so, so happy that we got a chance to speak now because don't get me wrong. I was like waiting for my time, but you were so wrapped up at beats one from the UK point of view. And Julie's just been such a champion of yours when she was rolling with us. And you guys have such a good rapport that I was just like, cool, time will come. The time will come. And then when, and when I, and then when I heard Mazar, I was like, the time has come. Like, I've got to speak to this guy now. Like, yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to yeah, lean yeah, in now, yeah, now, yeah. now's the time, now's the time. And we get the ball rolling. But I just think like, what you've been through in your life to get to the point where you want to make music and then what you went through once you started making music to actually figure out that, wow, I got to climb over this wall in the public eye. That's a whole other challenge. And to come back with the music that you have, seeming like you really, you found some growth in within yourself, right? It's going to make it better and better. I'm so happy we were able to dive in from this angle because you just seem so much more connected to me. Yeah, I did. Well, that's love, man. And I feel like it's been time though. I've been waiting like for this day. I've been waiting for time. I was like, man, when am I gonna get to when am I gonna get to talk to Zero? Bro, I didn't bro. even muck around. I, like, I have an impeccable playlist here and we didn't talk about one song. And you know why? About 20 minutes into our conversation, I'm like, we could talk about other people's music, but I haven't even had a one-on-one with this guy yet. Like I've gotta see how far he's willing to go with me so we can start to make a conversation connection because you know, I, I'm fascinated by your music and I think that you're a special artist. When did you get the Sorry Mum tattoo made? Oh, I got that like a couple of years ago and I think I, I, feel, I got that because it's what I said. I've always said, the, it's like my mother said phrase, I think like, sorry mum. Wow, that's the, most, that's the most common phrase? Wow. Yeah, and I feel like if I'm, if I'm like got it, Especially when it's a tattoo, because my mom's like, "You're my beautiful baby. Why would you do this to your skin?" And I was, like, <laughs> this is, come on. And then when I got that one, she could only laugh. It was the irony uh, when I was out from look at this. She was just like creasing that. I love. She was, She loves it now. Hmm. She's gay. I love that conversation with Slow Tie, I really did. If you enjoyed it as well, look out for his brand new album, Tyron, streaming on Apple Music. Keep it closer to home by rating that conversation. Leave a comment, please, and subscribe to the interview series.